0: Fun pie.
1: Hey everybody how's it going uh this is fun pop episode number three yes that's it episode number three uh that is is three a lucky number no seven is i don't know I, I think to some people three is a lucky number but hey we're gonna have a fun show today uh we have two special guests one of them is a uh big part of this channel uh over with our xbox ultimate um, he, he hopped in here last minute because three bit, uh, is he's busy with work meetings right now. He's a, he's a multi-talented faceted, uh, businessman that's always doing different things. So, uh, unfortunately he's not able to be in here right now. Uh, we also have another special guest that's been a huge part of this community for a long time and has been very supportive and helpful to me at times, helping me uh, figure some stuff out with, uh, um, settings and overlays and, and just just whatever, trying to help me with OBS. He's a, he's a mastermind of all this stuff. So first, I'm going to introduce him. Uh, he's you. I think you all know him. Uh, and I want to give a big shout out and thank you to Paul, um, Twitch streamer, Xbox ambassador extraordinaire. What's up, dude?
2: Oh, not much. Just uh, hanging out this Sunday, looking forward to some good discussion. Even with Pong
1: down there, you know. <laughs> Even with <laughs> Feeling mutual Paul, Feeling <laughs>
3: mutual.
1: <laughs> I'm
2: sorry. Did he say something I haven't? <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, we ha- we were late getting started because it got a- it got a little heated here. You know, Pong hopped in, and then Paul was like, "Hey, you know, I don't know if I can do this now. You know, uh, what are we doing here? Uh, I didn't agree to this. I think I need to step out right now. No, uh, no, they love each other. Uh, I think." Um, We also have (laughs) my man uh, from Xbox Ultimate Podcast, and he uh, is super awesome and always uh, supportive. And we we just love freaking playing games together, too. I think Uh, we have a lot of the same taste, even though I'd say 90 percent of the games he's better than me at. uh, And I think the one game I got on him is Halo, uh, but I'll take it. Uh, I want to give a huge shout out and thank you to uh, this X-Men lover from back in the day, Ong um, soul What's up, dude? Afternoon,
3: everyone. I, it is a Sunday. I was not planning on being here, but, you know, surprise, surprise. Uh, I was just got home, and I uh, have said, look at your DMs. Uh, so that's what I did. So awesome <laughs> to be here, Mav. Uh always love being on the show, even even if you have paul on here um you know that, that's fine i'll just ignore him that's cool uh but no awesome to be on here uh you know obviously with uh three bits lacking and uh not having his priorities straight you know some, somebody's got to step up so so here i am uh but you hey, know, you were you were,
2: the, you were the fifth person we dm dude I'm sure I was down on the list, but you know what? All that
3: matters is I'm here and I'm showing up. So it's great to be here with Mav and Psycho and Paul. I can't wait to talk a little bit of X-Men. A little bit out of my uh, realm, but I was and I guess still am a huge X-Men fan um, and was a big comic book collector at one point in my life. So I guess I can kind of fit in here. So let's, let's do this.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, we've had some discussions uh, while we're playing The Division about some of this stuff. I think you got some good things that you, to say. I actually <laughs> thought about you specifically with a topic for this week because there was a little bit of news uh, that is maybe news, it's maybe speculation, it's a rumor that circul- circulated around the interwebs. Um, but before we get to that, um, we have one of our panel members here today who, um, hey, surprise, surprise, uh, you may see him a uh, later this week as well um make an appearance um and maybe not just one but we'll get into that later uh my man psychonauts what's up dude how are you doing uh thanks for joining us as always on the fun pop podcast uh i know you got a lot to say about Division and what we saw um on that season finale so how's it going man
0: oh, i'm doing good it's great <laughs> It's an awesome Sunday. can't wait. It's always a pleasure to be here. Chat. let's get this started and uh dive into some great topics.
1: I love psycho. He always sounds so high energy, yeah, no, he's just like that. He's just man. So, psych, Psychonauts is is, is, is mellow, and, I, and he's got that deep mellow voice, you know. Yeah,
3: yeah. Hey, I'm psycho. Yeah, I, psycho, I'm, I didn't recognize your voice. Can you start eating something, please? Because that's <laughs> the only way I recognize. <laughs> it
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, he's already—he has the bag of chips right yeah, there. I, ready to I'm, right sure. I'm sure. I'm sure.
0: Snacks ready. So, right on. No, yeah, I'm just a mellow dude, so you know, I'm just chill
2: he's a, he's a, he's that mellow santa psycho you
0: know, yeah you know. yeah, I'm not mellow psycho
2: <laughs> you're that you're that guy where they go he was so quiet, he was a good neighbor, never mind the exactly. five bodies you found in his basement He was he was a <laughs>
1: <laughs> they didn't find those until after he left um, yeah, it's
0: after I moved out
1: <laughs> so you know this podcast guys is is more a little bit more chill, like psycho, a little bit more relaxed. You know we we're gonna we're gonna ha- let we have only a couple topics to discuss and we're gonna let it we can go deep, you know we can go deep into history we can sidetrack who knows what's gonna happen, um but I I want to start first with uh something that I saw that got me super excited and that was a I it's not really an announcement because it's not official release from marvel but there was around the internet a, a huge report that uh, started from the Illuminati uh, uh and that is that there is indeed an x-men film right now in the works and mm-hmm. it's called the mutants so this sounds very promising to me uh, as Sakaunet and me were talking uh, before the show started about um, maybe that name has uh, a actual paying homage to the creator as well. Um, so we knew about uh, the Fantastic Four was announced. We knew about all this timeline of the next phase that was announced, and I was thinking personally, man, it's I'm the thing I'm excited most about the merger with Fox and Marvel was Marvel getting the rights to the X-Men. And then when they announced the next phase, it was like, Holy crap. Am I going to have to wait that long to get a freaking new X-Men movie? That's from the MCU. Like, I want to see the new Wolverine. I want to see new, uh, I want to see Gambit make an appearance. I want to see, uh, see them do it right. I, cause I freaking love X-Men. That was my entry into Marvel as a kid. That was my thing that I loved the most. And we got this uh, news now that they already have a t- title uh, and I'm thinking they're going to, they're going to stick this baby in somewhere that we don't know about. I, I don't think we're going to have to wait as long as we thought if this is making the rounds right now. Um, we'll see. I, I'm, I'm very hopeful about that. But uh, yeah, again, the movie we be called the mutants. Um, they are, already had announced Deadpool three, which is technically a mutants movie. Right. Um, we also have, you know, Scarlet witch has ties to that world as well. Um, so there's a lot of interesting things that could be going on here. Um, do you, th- do you guys think we're going to see this like in the next couple of years? Do you think we're going to have to wait for a really long time?
4: Hmm. No, well, I
0: think, I think- see uh, that. Soon. Yeah. Go ahead. Cycle. No, I was gonna say, I think we're gonna see it probably in uh, twenty twenty three, is uh, like early twenty twenty three. I think is what we're probably gonna see this movie come out, because they already got twenty twenty one and twenty in twenty twenty two, kind of like already set up. So I think they're gonna fit this in about at the you know beginning timeline of twenty twenty
1: three, the so two That's years from now. Yeah, I can wait yeah, that long.
0: If they're starting if, if if it's in the works, you know, it takes about two years two maybe three years to, you know, go through suit all the shots, all the scenes, and then edit and then put it out. So I think, you know, could it be early late twenty twenty two? But I'm thinking about twenty twenty three just to uh, you know, give it some make sure edit everything and everything works out fine and fit it into the timeline how they want
2: i would think personally that it may be a little later than that like 2024 because there's not even an imdb entry and those movies take a lot as far as uh post-production for effects and stuff that alone eats up a lot of their production time nowadays more so than the principal shooting and all that
1: now you're crushing my dreams paul I'm just saying the way were <laughs> I no I get what you're saying. So when did this Marvel and Fox merger actually go down? It was was it a year ago or oh, yeah, I think it was right. a year ago. So for me like that's the first thing they would have done because that's the one of the main purposes of it, you know, for the MCU from their standpoint anyway, is to get X-Men, right? And as soon as that happened, I mean, we already saw Fantastic Four was immediately uh, put in it put into there, and that was part of the Fox lineup, right? So, let's say, how long does it take to make one of these movies? You think maybe three years?
2: Yeah, so um, two, three years. Three, yeah, about right. that.
3: So that's pre-COVID too. So we right, still got to right. count this in. I mean things are yeah. slowly kind of coming back but I mean again there's, there's yeah. <laughs> it's still Lido a challenge was
1: delayed a year pretty much yeah. right it's still so. a challenge right
3: now especially getting everybody together and they're going to have to cast and they're going to have to it's going to it's going to it's going to be tough I I I'd lean more towards Fulton Paul's estimate of 2024 um Thank I I think yeah <laughs> especially if it's gonna, <laughs> especially if it's going to be a full reboot okay look <laughs> We can get into this more, but obviously, you know, my stance, man, as far as what they've done to X-Men and if IG and company are going to do this right, they know that they there's been so many missed opportunities already with X-Men uh, that if they're going to take the same careful approach that they did with Avengers to craft, uh, you know, this universe and, and to make it a beloved franchise I think they're going to take their time with this. Um, I don't think they're going to rush it. Uh, I think they're going to make everything, they're going to make sure that everything is spot on with where they want to take this and how it's going to, you know, add to the MCU universe. Um, So I think this might take a little bit longer uh, to get done than it normally would if it was already like an established, you know, franchise or if they had some really good material to work with, um, you know, from before, (laughs) Which obviously I don't believe they do. Uh, but I, I think that might might have sped it up, but I think they're gonna I think they're gonna do it right or at least try to make it right this time around. So I think it I think it might be a lot longer than we we would all like, right? So I, I think we definitely are looking at 2024. 2024.
1: Well,
2: because yeah, we haven't seen anything about a screenplay, anything about yeah, scripts, no. you know, none none of that is there. And usually IMDB, that stuff is kept pretty up to date as far as that goes.
1: So here here here's what I'm thinking, okay? Second ask, when is the Dreadpool three movie slated for? You mean Deadpool? Not Deadpool. Not Deadpool? Yeah, sorry. I'm thinking. Sorry, the <laughs> Dread. Dreadpool. Boy, <laughs> okay. Dread's moving yeah, up in the
4: world. Holy he cow! Hey, shout out! out, shout out, out to, <laughs> shout, out to shout out to our friend.
1: Shout <laughs> out to our friend Dreadpool. You, I guess, you got <laughs> in my head somehow, man, because I. am bread with great. You movie. Holy oh, <laughs> Dread, break-
2: dread, with dread. Uh, Shout movie. out to breaking
1: bread with Dread and Dread. Dreadpool. out there <laughs> I keep saying Dreadpool. Yeah, he's like changed the word in my head now forever. I think okay, Deadpool. <laughs> uh so when was Deadpool three slated for on that timeline? Did they did they make an announcement on that yet? Second
0: Yeah, Deadpool three was, I believe, late twenty one, twenty early twenty two. I believe it was okay.
1: And, but they Deadpool 3, they said, is joining the MCU. Like, that Deadpool is joining the MCU, right? Or is it going to be still a standalone product?
0: No, I think with the mutants, they're, they could possibly do two separate timelines. They could do the mutant timeline. They could do with the multiverse timeline with what's the events with WandaVision and uh, Doctor Strange and Spider-Man 3 and then somehow weave it together with certain movies, tie it and then like kind of like so it starts off two separate sagas, maybe connect somewhere with the movie separate again and then like come to an arch to like a finale, like an arc of you got mutants and whatever the events with the multiverse merging at right the end
1: or so whatever deadpool to me has a lot of ramifications here because you're taking an existing character with an existing popular movie franchise right with the existing actor everything and then you're taking that and you're bringing it into the MCU i'm a, i'm looking at the article and they say that it is part of the MCU and the MCU everything is tied together so they have to uh, figure out a way to make that work with those movies, I would think, unless they have unless they have a way of cutting it off and the Deadpool enters a new reality or something. Hey, who knows exactly how they're going to make it work. But, you know, the other thing about Deadpool is it's so like self-aware, those movies, you know, with like being like a movie when you watch it because he like talks to the camera and stuff like that like they could play with it and do whatever like and make a joke about it like he's done before as acknowledging himself as Green Lantern you know in in the movies right so they've done interesting uh, things like that before so they could do some fun twist in Deadpool to like insert him into the MCU just in a joking way right to to, to kind of rectify that but uh, when Deadpool comes out mutants exist in the MCU.
2: Well, here's the other thing. Deadpool is tied to the Xavier school. Remember because, you know, he worked with those the, the lesser characters as he called them in his movie, you know. Yeah. Like, 100%. Vampires, yeah, so, so so he could be the bridge between bringing the uh the mutants into the uh the Avenger universe.
1: The, the other thing is that Cable uh, stayed on Earth, right? or uh, stayed in that timeline. Right. And like, uh, maybe maybe uh, some, he can mess with the time because he's a time traveler, right? So the
2: biggest concern with Dread Deadpool, I almost did it. The biggest concern with yeah. Deadpool has been the, uh, the risque nature and the language.
1: Yeah. Well, they said it's going to be the first R-rated yeah. movie in the MCU. Yeah. <laughs> so. Which is good. Yeah, yeah, that I is good. It. That
3: gives me hope. Yeah.
1: Right. But then they scared, said Blade right? was going to be PG-13, potentially. Which
3: totally. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> right. Good luck with that. Good luck.
2: Now, how do you do a vampire movie?
3: You, you don't. Oh, you, you can't.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I do like the actor they cast for Blade, though. I think that was a good casting yeah. as well. So it was a great casting. Um, <laughs> yeah. The one thing MCU has gotten right more, 90% of the time is the casting. You know, they've replaced a couple, you know, that didn't work out, you know, mainly for other reasons. But uh, for the most part, like the actors and stuff they cast, I mean, you know, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. You know what I mean? I I thought Tom Holland is like an amazing Spider-Man. You know, uh, you have um, Tom
2: Holland was good because he played more of the kid side.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
2: Already so grown up, which he shouldn't have been. If you look
1: at the old Spider-Man, exactly, exactly, a hundred percent. And You have a, a chance to grow with the character, you know. I, um, to, you know, on the other side, Fox with those X-Men movies and stuff, like, uh, like they did a good job with some of the casting of the characters, but they just did a huge, horrible job with the stories, like with the connecting the dots and storylines and all that stuff. But this is the chance, I think, to get that right to have a uh connected storyline that makes sense where where things have ramifications um uh, where, where something that happens in one movie actually affects the other one <laughs> you know what i mean only
2: down, the only downside they may have as far as casting goes is now whenever anybody thinks of x-men they think of you know hugh jackman as Wolverine. Yeah.
4: they think of
2: what his name is uh you know as Professor X, yeah, well, they're gonna have to recast all that. Those guys are getting too old. Except maybe Professor X, because bald is bald, you know, he could sit in a chair all day. And yeah, be fine with that. But
1: you yeah, know, did y'all like the, James the, McAvoy? That's fine though. As Professor X, how do y'all think he did? I mean, Sir Patrick Stewart was Professor X. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. was like perfect as far <laughs> as the character goes. But James yeah. McAvoy was like kind of weird. You know what I mean? Like, I like I like how they how i like his acting but it just didn't the character didn't just sing like because patrick stewart
2: gave you an expectation
1: yeah maybe
3: it's, yeah. it's yeah. tough because we are so used to professor x at least you know us older x-men fans yeah. as an older guy right we we right. always knew him for the most part in the yeah. comics as 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 already uh the 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 elder statesman you know the guy you know and so to see him younger um you know is is different so i don't know if anybody else would have done you know any better with it because i i really think that he did a great job yeah uh with the role as a younger professor x um a lot of the scenes uh with him and magneto uh, were simply fantastic. I mean, they yeah. they pulled
1: off. Uh, Michael uh, what Fassbender that relationship was amazing was like. in, in that series. Yes. Yeah. Oh,
3: dude, that's yeah. you. You not really talked about that. I my dislike for the movies is <laughs> is up there. Uh, but the casting, you and I talked about yeah. that. They did a lot of the casting right. They got a lot wrong, but the ones that they did hit were spot on and Bassbender yeah. was amazing
1: it just was weird amazing. I think with the newer X-Men movies that they made going so young with the actors kind of yes. like was a strange move when because they were brought into the current timelines and when you saw like this young uh, this sorry this young Jean Grey become the Phoenix and and the in that one that was kind of like we've already <laughs> I, saw her do this in another movie where she was a lot older you know like what's and it happened in a different way what the hell is going things, on here?
2: They totally destroyed yeah. well. Dark Phoenix. Saga was, oh, that was <laughs> so really done. oh my
3: god! That <laughs> casting was awful. So.
1: Yeah. yeah, I, I don't. <sighs> I thought the young Cyclops was okay, but like, have he's just too young? He looks like a teenager. You know what I mean? Like, Cyclops was one of the older ones. He was one of like the more experienced guys. Correct. You know, um, and nobody, you know wolverine will always be hugh jackman in people's minds that's
2: gonna be hard to yeah that's gonna be hard to beat right and just like uh what's his name is um i can't i'm sorry i'm not a um the guy who played fraser um was the the big blue the beast beast yeah and so that's gonna be hard to replace too because his voice is so distinct
1: yeah, well, they they did. Yeah. They already replaced okay. him with uh, yeah. uh, other other actor, and Nicholas Holt did it. I think it's Nicholas Holt. Is that is that his name? Yeah, um, he did a good job. A good job uh, but Nelson Grammar was awesome as cause, yeah. to me, like the original. Just crazy to say. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent, dude.
3: Would you ever think like? <laughs> Do you ever think like fifteen years ago, if you said, "Hey, Fraser Crane's going to be yeah. the beast of
1: eggs?" Yeah, like 100%. And now they're bringing
2: back Frazier. And now they're bringing back Frazier. Yep. Now oh, they're bringing
1: back Frazier. I can't wait. If Nicholas uh, exactly. Holt plays Frazier, that'd be amazing.
2: <laughs> that'd be a great gag. That'd be a great gag for the gag reel. Yeah.
1: Now, how how do they work out? Like so with Wolverine, though. You know what I mean. So that's going to be the biggest, casting news when it hits, as far as who who is Wolverine. They will have to
0: get. Somebody that's not as famous, yeah, to do yeah. the role, and then
1: Robert Pattinson is Wolverine. Oh, no, no, Stop.
3: no. Todd, <laughs> why did you invite
2: me on
1: here? <laughs> he's a great You actor. said we were gonna talk here.
3: like about hey, where X Men could
2: go not like going <laughs> backwards. No, I
1: know. I know. Hey, hey I Pong,
2: know. I think we need to go to another podcast. Like yeah, right
1: now, yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, uh, I I'm, agree, I'm agree, excited I, for him I, as Batman. I'm just saying, I, think I agree with Psycho.
3: I agree with Cycle that they probably can't go with somebody as famous to do Wolverine, but they are going to have to find somebody who is young or younger, I guess, maybe a little bit. Maybe not. Maybe you go. It just depends what timeline they're going to put him in, right? So, yeah,
1: I think I, this I, has got to be young X-Men, like, because how, how are they going to? Right, Like in this world that has existed, all of a sudden there's mutants.
3: You know what I mean? This is, yeah, this you is, is going to be my problem. Yes, I know. And this is where I'm scared a little bit, but we'll see how it turns out. But I think whoever that they cast is going to have to be somebody with an extremely strong, you know. and this this might be obvious, but you have to have a strong screen presence, right? It's going to have to be somebody that dominates because yeah. Wolverine, whenever he showed up in the comics, dominated, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. and Hugh Jackman, It was that every scene he was in, it was Hugh and he's got that intensity about him that was essential to Wolverine. And so they're going to have to find somebody maybe less famous, but somebody who can hold that type of, you know, or control each scene that he's in. And and that's going to be a tough yet. At the same time, I don't want somebody who's just going to
2: mimic huge what Hugh Jackman. Does.
3: No, 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 yeah, no, no. 100%. I don't want that either. That's,
2: that's my biggest thing: is what they fall but, into. We need another Hugh yeah. Jackman. No, you don't. Don't do that. No.
4: <laughs> so
0: <laughs> I, I think what they they're going to do with at least with Wolverine is that whoever they do find and whoever they bring in, you know, he's going to have a strong, uh, presence in the on screen, but I think that with wolverine they have to go with the classic outfit and yeah. that will over, yeah. people will overlook who they have playing the character because they got the classic wolverine cool. outfit. But, i think that will
4: yeah.
0: play I agree psycho him. it will help whoever yeah. they get
3: yeah no they, they should don't... just go if they just if they just go the uncanny x-men everybody will forget everything Okay, so yeah, yeah. all the original fans will forget everything. You bring in the uncanny style of X Men, and it doesn't matter who they put in those outfits; it'll be a whole new brand. I mean, it'll be perfect.
2: It's yeah. the same, kind of the same what they did with Spider Man. I mean, all of us knew this is Tom Holland was what the third reboot in like a decade, right? And now he is Spider Man. We we don't care about those other guys who played Spider Man previously. Well, you know they weren't that yeah, good. But, but Tom Holland, I do. Is but that's okay.
3: Well, but yeah, those you three know. are going to be. Yeah, okay,
2: you, don't so, yeah. <laughs> you don't matter. Yeah, <laughs> you don't matter. Yeah, I
1: don't
2: matter. <laughs> well, and I mean, let's forget that piece of shit that was Spider Man 2, where they basically mirrored the comics page for page, the whole, you know, Saturday Night Fever dancing in the bar. I remember reading that thing, and it was shit back in the 80s. Okay. It was. <laughs> oh,
0: um, the, Toby Maguire.
2: Yeah. Oh it was yeah. Oh, yeah. That that movie yeah. Beard that Comic Book. That that, that, that movie was and, a
0: little it was cringy. Awful. It, was awful. it was a little cringy at that point when he was <laughs> trying to like I'm dark, so I'm gonna act like I'm Yeah.
1: so that was Spider-Man so three, cool. the one that y'all are talking three, about. Man. Spider, three, Spider- yeah. Spider-Man yeah, Spider-Man two was actually really good. That was the one with Doc Ock. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Spider Man Three was the one that was like you got weird emo, Peter, you know, that was yeah. kinda like just like uh, all, you can even just look at the stills, and it just looks ridiculous. Yeah. You know that what was, I mean? <laughs> that
2: was campy. That was campy Spider-Man.
1: That's yeah.
3: To... That's why I'm worried about Batman too. Yeah.
1: No, it, I, dude. I, I hate. I hate I think he, we're we're
3: getting emo, Batman. No, dude. we're
1: not, dude. It's dude. Watch uh, <laughs> watch the legend uh, Legend of Z. I think if, that's the he, name
3: of it.
2: Batman sparkled one time. Yeah. I swear to God, I'm gonna. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, everybody, th- everybody thinks of Robert Pattinson as Edward from Twilight, but he's done some other things since then that are great, really good stuff. The Lost oh, City, he, Lost he City has. I'm not doubting him. down. He'll have the
3: part I don't. Me. I don't disagree. I, I'm not saying that he's a yeah, bad yeah. actor. I'm just saying from what I saw, we're getting sad, mopey, emo. Yeah, Batman.
1: we're getting. Broody. Oh, don't right. want sad, from sad, mopey, from the emo trailer. We're getting brooding. Yeah. We're getting yes. brooding. Yes. Oh, man, that trailer. Uh, oh, dude, that trailer for Batman. Uh, the Batman it was well done. The, it was well dude, done, it looks like the best thing I've ever seen for Batman. I just <gasps> freaking loved it. Oh, 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 dude, I was so we excited.
2: We got we to find a new podcast.
1: No, dude, I, I am so... <laughs> when they, they revealed that at the DC event, that was, okay. like, insane. I I was, like, freaking out. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is what I've always wanted. You get, like, Detective Batman showing up to the crime scene and stuff. You know, you got uh
3: You know what made the trailer though was that they actually went and got a Nirvana song, and that and that's why it also scares me. But something in the way—I mean, I can't believe they even pulled that one out. That's like that's like one of my favorite Nirvana songs, but it's it's not anybody you ask. It's barely you know makes people's list because people forget about it. But oh my god, it fit the mood of that trailer completely, and that's why I'm scared because Mm -hmm. it looks like we're getting that booty broody. Oh, Batman, emo! I'm gonna cry at any moment. <laughs> I think
1: it's gonna be a <laughs> dark. <life> <laughs> it's gonna be a dark. It's gonna be a dark take on Batman. But I don't think you're gonna get like uh, necessarily emo Batman. We'll see. I, I think we'll see.
2: I feel bad for him because he's got to follow after uh, you know Christian Bale. I'm not, I'm not even gonna talk yeah. about yeah. that.
1: and Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck actually does a good job, but he doesn't have enough of a camera. Right. He doesn't have enough camera time to be the character, right. you know.
2: Right. He really didn't make a yeah, they didn't make a Ben Affleck Batman
0: movie to make you really,
1: you know. Right.
2: So
0: there there's rumor they're supposed to. So. Yeah. Well, oh, I Some thought he dropped here. out of that. I thought he dropped out of that. No, they uh yeah. when this with the Zack Snyder cut that's coming out and
2: Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: They he re is pre he's retaking the role but in Zack snyder universe so it's like that's the problem with the dc universe you got all these different movies are not
1: not connected uh,
0: you know they're
1: not yeah exactly so
2: let's see i can deal with that because i'm so used to the dc multiverse thing that it doesn't
1: even yeah and that's what a lot of the dc like I and you see like on my wall, I'm I'm a big Batman guy. Like I I, I yeah, love maybe. Batman. I I was never the person that was super into the comics like you guys were, right? But my love for Batman and stuff comes from all the cartoons. Like when I was a kid watching the cartoons and then also the movies, like the Michael Keaton movies, the uh um Even like everything I've ever well, seen, I just love Batman
2: loved. and Robin or Batman. Then we're gonna. Have I mean, I even
1: like was- I like. I, li- I mean, I'm not saying these are like by any means <laughs> my favorite Batman movies uh, whatsoever, but, you, but I even like the Val Kilmer one. I like the George Clooney one. I i liked all everything Batman I've ever seen. I just freaking love. You, you like I the just Batman, Batman. with the tits? I, I not my favorite suit, no. <laughs> but the I mean, I, I got I, I was huge into Batman toys when I was a kid. You know, I had the Batmobile. I had like a bunch of different batman batman you know um but the, the cart the cartoons from the 90s oh yeah um, the, and well, then, yeah,
2: the, that stuff is awesome that yeah. those are throwbacks to the old school cartoons
1: yeah i'm just i just love batman i just was never a, a comic book guy so when you guys talk about the uncanny x-men for me x-men is the 90s cartoon right I, at
2: one point i had de- detective comics number 12 which in my collection oh really wow 1940
1: See, that's amazing. Like, uh,
0: you're what were you like 20?
2: Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I got it got fresh off <laughs> 20 up the show. years old. Yeah, Bob Kane signed it for me right there. It was cool, it was
1: nice, <laughs>
0: straight off the press.
1: Yeah, I, I just like I, another thing I love about Batman is so many different takes on the character at this point, yeah. you know. So, you have like a bunch of different versions of Batman right at this point because I think he's been the most. Reprise role in comic movies, you know, like right. uh, there's so many different versions, and, and and that's the good thing, like you guys say about DC. Maybe maybe everything doesn't have to be tied together, right? Maybe you can not have just a bunch of random standalone things because that's the way the comics kind of are as well. well like the, the right? Joker
2: movie, the the most recent Joker movie. Uh, at first, when I thought of it, I was, yeah. I'm not going to like this. Then I saw the movie, and went, and hey, this actually wasn't too bad, you know but I had to divorce it from what I know of the Joker.
1: Yeah. yeah. I just, I, I love all of those movies and I enjoy all of them, right? No, even the bad ones. I just enjoy them for the entertainment value. I just, I, I like it. I, I just geek out over this stuff, but I do personally prefer the MCU method of the, of having this one big shared universe just because if something happens in something, it has ramifications on everything else and it makes me care about what I'm watching more. Um, like WandaVision, which we're going to get into later, uh, everything that happened in a TV show, right, now has ramifications on potentially the mutants stuff that we're talking about. It has potentially ramifications on everything. And my mind's going all these different places. Like, what does this mean? You know? Whereas, like, the DC stuff, even though it's amazing for what it is, I don't have necessarily those thoughts because it's just going to be this isolated experience for the most part. Uh, I think they've tried to do the MCU thing, but they didn't plan it properly, right? They just kind of like, hey, we're going to wing it. And then it didn't work. And they kind of went that X-Men approach. X-Men, what Pong is talking about, how they screwed up the timelines there. They kind of tried to do what they were doing with the MCU with have this like timeline that was progressing and stuff. It just went all over the place right it just went everywhere that didn't coordinate didn't make sense so as far as the mcu getting x-men i think this is the best thing for that because to me x-men is something that needs that progressive timeline because you have so many different characters like if you think about marvel and the mcu and all of these characters that they already have once you throw the mutants into it and that whole x-men universe how many freaking characters is there there are so many, and the Marvel movies are not afraid to make a secondary character the main focal point of a of a movie, right? And but, correct
2: me if I'm wrong, though. In, in the comic books, the the mutant side and the MCU side are separate. Correct? Yes. The 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 X Men never cross paths with the Avengers. They're
1: two totally separate. Right. Yeah. So this is different. This is. You know, the M- MCU is its own shared world where the comic books don't necessarily reflect what's happening in the movies. Right. But with the MCU, everything that happens within that has... Well. So what a, what that's what it's called—the cinematic they, they, universe.
2: Yeah, they've ne- they've never intermingled those characters
1: before. Right, but they do take a lot from the comics to create right. the stories. Right, so they'll they'll take a lot of inspiration, but they create their own stories as well. Kind of think At of the, the Walking Dead, what they did with the comic versus what's on the show. Right. Yep.
2: Oh yeah. Or then, then, like I was talking, to you or telling talking to you about earlier. It kind of, in a way, it hamstrung the writers for the MCU for yeah. the cinematic universe there are a lot of comic book stories they can no longer touch on or even that are great stories that would make great movies but because they're part of this joint universe they can't do them
4: right at
1: least well, they they not without breaking multiverse. their own timeline but that that's where yeah, the they dr- do a multiverse yeah. version
2: yeah but see if you start getting in the multiverse then you're kind of throwing out the whole thing anyway
1: right then you're you're <laughs> going to <laughs> DC so you, yeah, there's well, got, pluses and minuses to the both there's it's pluses. There's pluses and minuses to everything, right? right. Like, uh, so for me, just the pl- the the pluses outweigh that with the MCU.
2: The problem is, uh, like you said, they th- there are so many characters now, though they're gonna need to be careful how much they try to bring together, because it can become overwhelming to where you just where it's just you know a superhero on the screen every three seconds. After a while, you mm-hmm. just don't care, you know.
1: Right. It's cool. just
2: gonna be action scene, action scene, action scene, you know. <laughs>
1: Yeah. But but also going that route it led to one of the best c- cinematic experiences in in game for me just seeing that. Well, yeah, all that. but
2: that was that was built up over what? Six movies, seven movies. You know?
1: Yeah, even more, oh. I think. Yeah. Right. So that's the benefit. Yeah. What were you saying, Psycho?
0: No, no, I was just saying they they built it up for pretty much from the start of uh uh captain america the right. first avenger and then from there on they that's they they bring they brought four phases into what we have now as Endgame, and now they're gonna go you know with the multiverse with the next phase um uh, and who the villain could be we don't know um right they you know they they you know could it be nightmare could it be um um, Mephisto, who who knows where they can go? They can go anywhere, pretty much, because that whole multiverse, you know, you got all these different worlds that they can pretty much pull. They pick and choose who who they want. I mean, uh, even uh, uh, with the Wandavision, um, uh, with the what is it? The Book of Book of Darkness was it?
1: At the end, the, yeah, yeah. So they could be her. So, she could be the big villain now.
0: Well, no, the the I think um in the, at least in the comics the uh God I wish I remembered his name um I'll have to look at look it up. But yeah, so th- there's a character that pretty much is the chaos magic um. So he is like he's a big baddie. So that so they could bring he could be the main villain in this next saga that they're leading up to now. Yeah. With the Chaos Magic and then bring uh you know, tie in the mutants with Wanda. Uh but see like in the comics with Wanda, she kinda strips mutant powers from mutants and that's why they hate her, so or Scarlet Witch, I should say. So, we'll see what they, how they go about this, because it it could be you know, a really compelling storyline um, if they do it right, or they can really fudge it up if they don't.
3: Yeah, well, it, that's the that's the whole fear, right? Is is you try to shoehorn something into this universe that just doesn't work and. That's always my, my fear, like Paul was saying, I mean, you can only have so many, (laughs) you can only have so many storylines before it kind of comes, becomes a blur, which, you know, to me at this point, it almost has again, when you start talking multiverses, you know, and all this kind of stuff, it, I know why people enjoy it, and I know why people like to like you were talking about Mav when when you see something like Wandavision and it mm-hmm. makes your you know mind go in all these different directions and be curious about you know how it's going to affect uh, the rest of the you know the rest of the universe itself because it's all tied in. I totally get that, but at the same time, you can have too much, right? And you can try to do you can try to do too much. The world is only so big. So how many superheroes and are you going to have in this universe, right? Before it becomes like, oh, great, another one, you know, and I, I just don't want them to try to force it where they can't, and I they've been careful to craft it so far, um, but I just don't want to get to the point where it's, un, you know, it's unwieldy for the writers, and, and they start to make mistakes where, you know, I mean, people are always going to pick everything apart and try to find mistakes, but I don't want to get to the point where we're seeing, you know, things not make sense, or just, Know it becomes well. Why did that happen, or or why is this? You know, why is this character here, or whatever? And it just becomes well because, <laughs> you know, I I don't want to see that happen because yeah. that's when you start to lose. You know that's when you start to lose it, and and it becomes oversaturated, and people start, you know, not caring anymore about what what you've created. So right. I just don't want to see that happen.
1: Yeah. Well, I think with Kevin Feige, as long as he's still like involved and stuff, like it, it, they're real careful about a lot of that stuff. And even though it is going bigger and more and more and more, they're also wrapping up a lot of things they had started. Right. right. Um, So it's where there's more of a, not necessarily just adding to, and you're still going to have all these other things. It's more of a transition phase, but there is still more within that. Right. Because now we have the shows on top of the movies and what there's like four movies coming out this year. Right. So there's four movies coming out this year. There's like three or four shows coming out this year, I think. So the next one is uh, uh, Winter Soldier and uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Right. Which uh, I'm super excited about there. I, there's so much to look into this stuff. We got the Hawkeye show coming out. As well. Um, and learning from what I saw, we saw with WandaVision is how much these are directly tied to the storylines. But the benefit for me of the shows, at least, is that we get more of a longer uh, look at one event, it was like an experience that can help flush out each character even more. And whether you care to watch that or not, even though there are ramifications on that, I think the ramifications can be easily explained or um, if if you don't care so much, it can be easily read. Uh, um, they can allude to it in the movies or something. You don't well, necessarily that, have that, to watch everything.
2: That's the other possible negative. They have to be careful of that. If they do something in the show, and, but, you know, but they don't explain it, and you, or you don't watch that episode, or, and then you go to a movie, and you go, well, wait, when did that happen? They need to find a way to do that fluidly. Yeah, 100%. Naturally.
1: Because there's going to be people that have missed the show that are going to watch the next right. um, movie and be like, why does Scarlet Witch look yeah. like this now? you know, what, you know, like, uh, why does, she, what's going on? Why? Where, who are these voices she's hearing, like uh, these um, children and stuff, you know? So yeah, there's a lot to that. Cause like me, I wasn't into the comics, so I don't have a background with this stuff as much as other people do. I'm taking it all in from the MCU and from the cartoons and all that kind of stuff. Right. Which we didn't get as many characters back with that. Well,
2: and one difference between seeing the movie and and reading the comics is, that same story you saw in a two-hour movie, two-and-a-half-hour movie, could have taken two-and-a-half years in the comic books. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, you know, for them to work it all out. You know.
4: Per, yeah. you know,
1: Well, that's why I like the show is because you have, like, this, this whole event that took place with WandaVision was such a, like, drawn-out story where you saw the whole thing unfold, right? There wasn't, like, missing pieces. You saw new characters come out of it. You saw um, events happen to her. You saw villains appear that had a little bit of backstory. So you because had a bunch of stuff. I was just, a, a I was just looking revealed. at the. Um, I was
2: just looking at the cinematic universe on Disney Plus. There are almost twenty movies to catch up on if you if you haven't seen any of them. Yeah. So you you start to have this back catalog that is just so big that if you watch one of the new movies without seeing some of that, you're gonna go.
4: But wait, when did that happen? Yeah,
1: so, I think their hope is that you see one of the new movies and you're like, wow, I love this universe. I want to dive in and at some point go and check out what happened because you also they can have the benefit of, hey, I love right. this. I need to know what happened and actually have right. something to, well, to go back and watch for that That as goes well. both
2: ways, though. That can work both yeah. ways. That can both work for and against you.
1: Yeah. yeah. I always, the so same thing with Star Wars. You know, like, or any of these other uh, franchises. No, I got, bur- I got
2: burned by episode one after that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, as far as the X Men, I, you know, I think the casting is going to be huge for that. Um, I think how, whatever way they work it into this existing timeline and storyline to work them in, um, it's going to be interesting. Like, Psychonauts, I think you alluded to the multiverse. You know, uh, could be potential. I think Deadpool could have a lot to do with this as well. They're gonna use use that character as a way to bridge the gap. Um, I think right. with WandaVision they've already started doing this. That's why I was thinking we may get X Men, the mutants, uh, sooner. And it, so, I can ask what you're saying, like uh, that that Stanley originally wanted to potentially call them the mutants.
0: Yeah. So, like when Stanley pitched the initially the X Men. Uh, story to his his boss. Uh, he wanted he originally called it the mutants, and his boss is like, no, people don't want that. Kids are you know, kids are not gonna want you know, they're not gonna read this. So they he pretty much told them go back you know, pick a better name, and and he did his thing, and pretty much like with Xavier. Start yeah. with the next and he kind of that's where our, where we got x-men from. So, but he originally wanted to to it to be called the mutants. So that's why I was saying that this could be paying homage to Stanley because technically the the these next phases of movies we're not going to have a Stanley appearance anymore um because you know he's not with us. So
1: Yeah. So Pong is what is the best thing about X-Men from that era? What would you like to see?
3: Yeah. From the uncanny. Um, it, it really is the individual personalities and the relationships between all of them. Um, it was such a large group of mutants that was brought together and they came from all over like the, you know, everybody yeah. diversity is overused nowadays. Again, it's one of those words that has just been taken over. But anyways, for back then, it was such a diverse character of of people, or divide, a diver, diverse cast of people that were brought together as mutants, right? And every one of them came from different parts of the world in some, in some instances and how they all formed this team. And it wasn't a perfect team, right? Um, but at the same time, when push came to shove, they always showed up. And then all of a sudden, they formed this cohesive unit that – you know was incredible and in each one was so unique uh and i think that was the best part and that's why i have such a huge issue with the movies going back to when they were kids before they were prime and they and they show them as these you know and again of course i mean if you're going to show a bunch of teenagers with mutant powers of course they're going to have major issues they're already they're already screwed up by their hormones and everything else going on and throw on the fact that they have all these powers of course it's going to be some you know crazy mess that they're going to have but my problem being is is the stories from the uncanny especially um, were so good because they had most of them not all of them some of them were still technically kind of you know kids but most of them had grown into their powers most of them had developed you know their personalities and and knew who they were at that point point. And it was incredible to watch how each time, no matter what came up, um, you know, they would go out together and they formed a special bond. They would have internal fighting. They were, there was constant fighting, obviously. You know, again, Cyclops and, and Wolverine, both in love with Jean Grey. I mean, it was that was a constant yeah. tension, right? But then on the other side, you had Wolverine and Colossus as this... Buddy cop duo that was absolutely hilarious they they were opposites in a lot of ways, but they formed this tag team that was just amazing and then you throw in you know like nightcrawler uh you know this kid who was self conscious and and kind of didn't have a whole lot of confidence in himself even yeah. though he was a vital part and how you know everybody kind of tried to you know help him through that and how he finally learned. Ah, uh, to accept his place within the X Men and and finally feel that he was important and, and belong there, right? And then you had Storm. I mean, just she yeah. came in and and again it, it was a crazy. Um, she just had so much presence because she had this queen, ah, uh, kind of uh, personality about her, but yet. Mm-hmm. Her, her and rogue and and Dazzler would go out you know shopping and they'd be just girls you know whatever they'd just be women out hanging around yeah. and, and she'd let her guard down but you know it's it just all of that stuff there's so many stories within those comics that they can pull from um like I said one of my favorite it was it wasn't it was just within the comics and I always forget I think it was either a two part or a three part kind of mini series where Wolverine. Jean Grey had turned into Dark Phoenix and was just decimating everything. And Wolverine took it upon himself to go hunt her down. And it was one of the most impactful little, I can't remember if it was two issues or three issues, but it was one of the most impactful little bits that I had ever read because it showed how he had to fight within his own self, his love for Jean Grey, but knowing that he was going to have to find her and destroy her. And that whole battle, and she was you know, she was full dark Phoenix. She was a lunatic. She was, uh, she had lost all control and she was just destroying him, but he kept coming and coming back at her and knew they had to finish her off and and stuff like that. That's the stuff that I miss instead of these kids who are lost, you know, yeah, it's a cool story. How Xavier's trying to bring them all together and trying to control all these different personalities and stuff. When you see the X-Men in their prime, Again, yeah. back in the day, and this is just for me, and I know it's kind of different for different sections of the country or different sections of the world where you lived in what was popular at the time. But for me, the Avengers were like the stepchildren. Nobody read the Avengers. I mean, I pick up the Avengers once in a while, but we all read the X-Men. X-Men yeah. was the deal, right? And I just love to see them bring them back in their prime when they are at their top forms. Still, you can have all these inner conflicts. Still, you can have all these little problems and develop stories through that. But man, when they go out in battle, there was they were unstoppable. I mean, they were they were clearly yeah. a, a, just a well, well-rounded uh group of, of mutants that learned how to bring all their powers together in one bunch, and, and that's what I miss.
1: Yeah. Uh I like that they all had this sense of like, hey, they don't belong either, you know, because they had what people saw as something wrong with them, right? But Instead, they, you know, they come together to do good, right? So X-Men, for me, like I said, was the cartoon from the 90s, which I think is a lot like the Uncanny X-Men with the storylines, at least, not necessarily the drawings of the characters, right? But um, when I think of Wolverine and stuff and, you know, uh, Jubilee, Rogue, you know gene gray Cyclops beast i that's what it's in my head, you know what I mean It's just those are the characters for me, and I think that uh that was the best representation on t v or movie ever of the um x men as a group right as you see like hey they're they're adults, you know they got this school going on, but it's for the young ones right they' they're the ones out there doing all this stuff, you know. Um, what characters do, do you guys want to see in for the X Men movie for the mutants? Because there may be some I'm not familiar with from Uncanny X Men. I mean, there, there, you know?
3: there's a ton, yeah. I mean, there's a ton, but it's your it's your base. I mean, it, the base group is what I'd love to see. I mean, they can add a couple, uh, but the base group of Wolverine, Colossus, uh, Storm. Uh, Rogue, Cyclops, Jean Grey, um, and huh?
4: Nightcrawler. Like,
3: yeah, Nightcrawler, exactly. Yep, Nightcrawler. Um, I'd love to see that base group. I mean, you can, you can, you can throw in Iceman if you want to. Um, I'd love to see Dazzler or Jubilee. Um, uh, Kitty pride is. A, I'd love to see Gambit.
1: Yeah, Gambit is Gambit. cool. He was a, he was later. Gambit is my number one request.
3: I love Gambit but yes i love gambit as a as a character i mean it's it's amazing i can't believe they haven't done something with him yet that's proper but kitty pride is somebody that for, everybody forgets about i love kitty pride her phase ability I, I i absolutely loved her all the time so um you know but i think you can stick with the core base group that a lot of people do know about and you can add others in if you want to or have them you know as side stories or whatever but that base group is just so unstoppable and such a great group of characters already and, and everything's already built uh, that, that that would be perfect. That's the way I'd see it. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, and use the base group in the first movie and then as the movies progress, yeah. you yeah. introduce some of the exactly. characters.
3: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Second like I you, were the- about, like yeah. you were talking about, like you were talking about Math 2 is, is you know, with now with Disney Plus and what they've done with like WandaVision and that kind of stuff, would be cool is if they can hit x-men right if they can set it up properly then you can break it off and and then you can do these you know side things with disney plus and create some tv shows you know that 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 go into depth a little bit more about different of different characters or different scenarios that they may not be able to touch on within the movie
1: i would almost rather them start with the the x-men and the mutants in on disney plus as a tv show and then develop the characters and develop the story and then release like the big movie, you know, um, bad idea there. I just put up this image. So this is X-Men adventures, which was a comic book. This is the comic book I was familiar with as a kid from X-Men, uh, which was a spinoff of the, uh, animated series. But I mean, that's to me, that's the X-Men, right? When I think of the X-Men, like that's, that's them, you know, and if if there's a representation on screen of that my childhood dreams would come true cuz the first time we saw X-Men on screen even though I did like the original trilogy is pretty decent i thought of the X-Men movies uh you know when they came out with those like black suits and stuff you know um and all that it was like you know i the, the casting was amazing like they the, the yeah. casting that they did you know what? With with uh, Halle Berry as Storm, with uh, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Um, I don't remember the name of the Cyclops actor's uh, name, but so they had Cyclops. You had Patrick Stewart as Professor X, then you know you had uh, was Ian McKellen as Ma- Magneto. Yeah, um, just like that was and- impressive. The cast that they put together for those movies, but uh, if they could nail the casting again. But then now you get the movies and the TV show right, then it's gonna be incredible.
2: Though in the movies I did like go back to the yellow uniforms and they were like, no.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the yellow spandex.
2: Like, I'm not wearing that. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, Rob C said the comics were awesome, the movies didn't do anything for me. Maybe that's just me. Yeah, that's what that's what this discussion's about. <laughs> Just the hopes of what we have for the future uh, with the movies. Not necessarily, you know. the The past is what it is because you know Fox has screwed up a lot of franchises with Marvel, right? I mean, Fantastic Four as well. You know, it just. I mean, they they, they've just not known how to do it, right? So this is a chance for you know one of the most popular and uh, consequential movie experiences of the mcu uh, over the h- course of movie history to get things right now with with their own properties so we'll see how many of
2: us remember ang lee's uh hulk oh god that thing was awful
1: <laughs> i actually didn't mind that was one the, is that the I eric I hated it but i thought it was a, is that the eric Bonna Yeah, one? it was eric Bana. Yeah, yeah i see i like that yes. one too even though it was like yes. as weird I you know because it. it's comic-y you know you had like yep. the comic book like flashes yep. and stuff uh, but as a movie I like I thought banner, that was good.
3: Though, as banner. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. That was good. Jennifer Connolly did a good job in that too. Um, and, and yes, the whole
2: and did. the whole the, the, the whole that was a, he was hundred percent CGI, which kind
1: of took away. From yeah. I, I actually, you know, I liked him as the Hulk a lot. Yeah. Right. I like Mark Ruffalo as well, but I didn't like Edward Norton as the Hulk. No. I, that didn't make sense to me. And technically that's the first MCU movie. Was the uh, was Edward Norton's version of the Hulk? I think. Was that that was before? Was that before? No, it was after Iron Man. That was the second one, yeah. Because Iron Man made an appearance at, at the end of it, I think. Anyway, no, um, was it or was it? Was, it I think
4: that
0: was was it, was it Iron Man that made an appearance?
1: I think so. Is either Iron yeah, Man or... Yeah, he,
0: he came in At the
1: bar. bar yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Iron About Man. The captain, yeah.
0: The general was,
1: yeah. Yeah. So I think... So it was the second one. The Iron Man was first. But, um... Yeah.
0: The guy that plays, uh... The, what is it? The, um... Uh... Not anonymously. Uh... Um... Oh, my God. I just dropped a blank. <laughs> um... The, the villain for the Hulk, uh, um, Abomination. Abomination, yeah. The guy, yeah, so the that character, the actor that's playing that played him is going to be playing him in whatever they have in the MCU. So he's coming back rephrasing that role.
1: Okay, well, he how did a good job too. It. So... I don't know
0: how he's going to look.
1: So when I say I, I think my thinking of the MCU, like we, at the end credit scene is when we realized that those movies were tied together and it was all in the same world. Right. And that was kind of like, OK, they're doing something, connecting all these characters finally together. And that was really cool. Um, all right. So we, we had started talking about WandaVision a little bit. And I know Paul and Pong, you guys are have not dived into deep into the MCU experience you guys uh are still well, not
2: into the one division experience.
1: Yeah. So I now uh one division did start a little rocky for a lot of people because like the uh TV sitcom style that it was going for. Um they they allude they they actually explain that later on in the series about why Now, spoiler this guys if you're listening on audio or on video or whatever, uh, there's going to be spoilers here. So if you won't want to know what happened in WandaVision, because we're going to talk about the season finale here and what happened and what the possible ramifications of that is going to be, then uh, cover your ears or, you know, check it. Hit pause or, you know, I, you're going to find out some stuff you may not want to know. Okay. That, and Pong, I don't know if you care or not.
3: I don't care. We're good.
1: Okay. All right. I'm the so, type the
3: guy who reads the last page in a book before I start it.
1: Oh, okay. I don't care. Right on. All right. So guys. <laughs> uh WandaVision started with this whole sitcom thing. And each of the first, you know, episodes alluded at the end to like something weird's going on. Right? And it progressed into you realizing that something weird was going on, and they kept going deeper into that. And at some point it just became like watching an actual Marvel movie, right? Um, where you have return characters coming from other franchises, you know you have uh, Jimmy Woo, you have Darcy from Thor, uh, you know you have uh, a new, you have Monica Rambeau from uh, the Captain Marvel movies, uh, you have a lot of different appearances start to develop and and come come into this show. Uh, you realize that sh- Wanda has basically created this alternate universe that she lives in to be able to bring her uh vision back who is her her love of her life now that she had just lost she brought him back manifested him with with her abilities in this hex okay this hex is is enveloping this entire town okay Everybody within it is being controlled by her mind subconsciously. She doesn't realize how bad she's affecting these people's lives. Uh, she's just creating her dream world within this. she also has kids that she's manifested uh two twin boys uh they grow rapidly because that she progresses them to the timeline of the age she wants them to be, but she doesn't have a lot of control over it because it's all in her subconscious um Then you have realize that okay there's other people on the outside trying to stop her because they want to get everybody that's in there trapped free and then you have a bad guy that's wants to do it in some bad ways they they bring back vision they take his body they re put it back together reprogram it into uh this emotionless non-human version of vision he they send him in to take her out um there's also another witch that's in there that's trying to manipulate a Wanda that was attracted because of the amount of power that she's uh shown and that's Agatha Harkness and that was revealed that she was a villain. Um I know I'm going all over the place because there's been so much in in here. Now at the end we see Vision the the manifest, manifestation of Vision come into contact and fight with the with the uh emotionless Vision. And he somehow brings back his memories, and then you see White Vision. I guess called some people call him Spectral... What, what do you What did you call him? Psychonauts from the comics. Oh
0: uh, no, that was uh, Elk Dude, but it was Spectra Vision.
1: Okay, Spectral Spectra Vision. Yeah, send him off into off into the real world again. With now that he knows who he is, so Vision is back in some form. Um, and at the end, you know, you, you see Scarlet Witch realize how her powers as which it, it alludes to the fact that she already knew how actual powerful she is because she said to the other witch that you don't have to tell me who I am. I already know. She becomes full blown Scarlet Witch, reveals her MCU actual Scarlet Witch costume from the comics and everything, reveals that she is actually in control of her powers, um, and just, completely dominates the other witch, consumes her power is what it seemed like it looked like, you know, ends up uh completely destroying her. And then also sending shock waves throughout what looked like the universe to me, uh, with this big pulse of blast thing. And then the other witch was like, you don't know what you've just done. You don't know what you've just done. Scarlet Witch is supposed to be the destroyer of worlds as in the prophecy and stuff that she's she's alluding to. And this is, um, from this show, we've gotten a new version of Vision. We've gotten Scarlet Witch, potentially have caused huge ramifications in the entire M- MCU with, with this event. Uh, you have a new character with, uh, what, what, uh Monica Rambeau's character. Uh, we don't know ex- exactly what she's going to be called yet because she has a lot of names in the comics. Um there's you know, just so much it man like,
0: it just seems like they they it's a lot of the rumors that it's going to be photon as who yeah. she's going to take the mantle cuz she's uh, technically the first uh captain marvel right but because they already introduced captain marvel yeah. with um uh, uh with who they uh, brought in with the movie uh so i think they're gonna go full time talk about brie yeah yeah yeah. Brie. sorry i'm bad with characters uh actors names so
1: so at the end there's end credit scenes as well so two uh two things happen right at the end uh one of them was a scroll appears and decides to uh tell monica rambo that uh somebody wants to talk to you (laughs) or something up in space, right? Uh, maybe it's Captain Marvel. I don't know exactly who. Uh, maybe, maybe it's her mom in some weird way, potentially. I, I don't know what's going on, right? Because we we have no clue. Uh, then the other thing is, um, you see Scarlet Witch at the end um, in a cabin. You know, similar to Thanos, how Thanos was secluded, right? Um, seclu- she had secluded herself onto a cabin. Or she can be peaceful, and you see her sipping tea. And then you see that that's just actually a manifestation of her and the real Scarlet Witch is inside reading the book, this book, um, which I believe you called it the Book of Darkness, Psychonauts, um, and absorbing all this information um, and who knows doing what else. And she hears her, her children cry, which were also lost in the hex when she let it go, which was just insane. I mean, amazing like how you had this progression from the first episode, which looked like Dick Van Dyke show <laughs> to, to the events that culminated with that. I mean, it was uh, one of the coolest things I've ever watched as far as like story progression in a, uh, in a comic book type show or movie or anything.
4: Oh yeah. I'm...
0: The book is actually called uh, the dark hold. So,
1: okay. Yeah. See, this is the stuff I don't know, you know, I'm taking it all in. So, um, and, what is what is the ramifications of that book? Is that like hold the secrets of all the witch lore and runes and magic and all that kind of stuff? Or
0: um, the that the Darkhold was actually uh, created by Cathon, uh, the character that I could remember earlier that I was speaking about. He it, it's pretty much like his book, and um, it's all it's nothing but chaos magic, which. As we know, Scarlet Witch is the manifestation of that's what her powers are is chaos magic. So she, I think that's where, why I'm thinking that with knowing that and, and, and <clears throat> kind of go back with that scene with the, when the the cabin um, is actually uh, a throwback to the comic book because there was, um, like a uh in the in the comic there's they go off to the mountains where Scarlet Witch uh got her powers from mm-hmm. the mountain and that's they drew from that um and that's where Kathon was um pretty much born into the um it was his gateway to Earth. So I think that and that was his little their little their way to kind of like throw back with uh, the comic books and how cuz she didn't get in the TV show you saw she got her her powers amplified because of the mind stone but mm-hmm. in the comics it was because they went up to the mountain and, and they amplified her powers that way they drew dark magic and or chaos magic and uh, amplified her powers but you know the MCU you know they have to do their storytelling and the way it makes sense yeah and because then this explains how vision was you know manifested in the show so yeah it, there's there's like so much that was going on in the last episode it was just like just mind-blowing like yeah me and Three Bit was sitting there. We we're like, "Oh my god!" Because you know he he was a big fan, and uh, and we we're like, "Oh my god!" It, you know, it, is this are, are we going to see? You know, is Wanda going to be Scarlet Witch? And then, sure enough, you know, she when the, during that fight with Agatha Hartness you know, she was shooting her uh, chaos magic and was missing her, and we were like, why is she hitting the sidewalls? Now we know why she was doing that. She was uh, putting runes on within the the Hex, so Agatha's power was diluted, and you know, and kind of throw back to what she did when, in episode eight, where uh, you know, Wanda went into her basement, and same thing with the runes and she couldn't use her powers and that's what she did so yeah there, there's there's so much
1: yeah and her costume reveal for the ac- her actual costume was badass I mean they did a good yeah. job they did a good job with that like I mean it j- she looks powerful right just like um very conflicted character I think where you know she has her own personal interests but She's been had a lot done to her that's really wrong, mm-hmm. and um, she may be the most she could be the most powerful, right? And now you know, Pretty especially much. you know she didn't realize her power before, but you know when she said like I don't need you to know to tell me who I am, I already know. It seems like she was already aware somehow. You know what I mean? That they haven't explained yet. Did you get that?
0: Yeah, yeah. They they definitely uh alluded to a lot of things in within the episode of uh, she like she knew to a point but they re- she kind of repressed it. Right. Because you know, cuz it was it, it's chaos magic. It's dark. So, you know, she was trying to be good and a- after you know, the events of uh Age of Ultron. So you know, she was like, you know, I. She turned around. She, you know, she wasn't a an, an, a villain anymore. And now, you know, she wanted to be good and do good things. And so I think they definitely suppressed that story to come back to it at another, a later point. Either, you know, some some maybe like a little miniseries with her and how what her true the true her true magic with you know with the book now and uh with Cathon and you know so they could go a lot of routes with, with Wandovich and how they uh how they really I mean they they set up the MCU like they set it up so well strategically, you know. With setting it up for with a multiverse with Doctor Strange and Spider Man 3. So, yeah, it's the Marvel's definitely doing it right and how they're telling the story. They're, if they're doing something like, oh, they missed, you know, they're not saying something, it could be purposely done to set up at another point and bring it up in another, t- uh, story arc in another another either TV show or movie or however they want to do it cuz you know they're freaking geniuses right now.
1: Yeah. Um does anything we've been saying uh make y'all potentially interested to actually go back and watch this show?
2: I I'm I planned on it anyway but yeah. Yeah,
4: probably man. not. Uh <laughs> <laughs>
3: so just be honest uh, again this whole again the universe itself has if if they do x men right it might draw me back in um but uh, again i i guess i'm just burnt out on on superhero stuff um i have been for quite a while um so it's just one of those things like it sounds interesting, uh, but it's it, it definitely does. It sounds interesting as I'll get out, but it, am I going to give up my time video gaming to go watch Wandavision? No, no. <laughs> Come
4: on,
1: man.
3: <laughs> but no, it sounds cool. I mean, again, don't get me wrong, it does. Uh, you know, again, their stories, you know, from the movies and stuff, have gotten so much better. That was the problem with the X Men, like you said, they did the casting perfect and yeah. everything else on those movies. In so many ways, they did a lot of things right, but the writing itself was just not good. I mean, and the the stories were just not good. Um, and it seems like, you know, with MCU and with Feige at the helm, uh, they've corrected a lot of that because I've enjoyed every single one of the movies that I've I've seen. And I've seen a bunch of them. I haven't seen them all, but I've seen a bunch of them. Yeah, uh, And they were all fun and they were all really well written and I enjoyed them. And I, and I don't doubt WandaVision. <laughs> It isn't the same. Uh, by the sounds of it, it, it's actually a little bit more complex than I was thinking it was.
1: Um, oh, very, so extremely complex. complex. Yeah.
3: yeah, right, right, and and that interests me because I like Scarlet Witch as a character. I, I mean, she's always intrigued me, and um, so I, I don't know. I, I, again, if they do something right, I might go back and watch it um, for sure. It's just not right now. One thing I can do that a lot of people
2: can't is, especially if I have a single player game on, is I'll have whatever I'm watching on the, on the screen next to me, because I have two screens. And what? I can do both. I can, I can watch.
3: <laughs> I can't do that with a show where it takes me to get involved. I can do that with, like, sports. Like, I used to snap on the Xbox One. I'd have NFL right, up while snap. I was playing because
1: that man. worked. <laughs> well, one thing about WandaVision <laughs> Wanda
3: you
0: have to pay attention.
1: But, yeah, but the episodes are, yeah, only th- th- are only 30 minutes long. So, yeah. you can get through the whole season and, like, uh, if you wanted to one sitting and just take a couple hours, you know, and do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So again, the spoiler alert, guys! Six. I'm about to pop up an image. Six. So if you don't want to see uh, anything to do with the show or anything big, then um, my my only other question eyes. was:
2: How many Destroyer worlds does Marvel have? Okay, they, every show calls right. somebody oh the God. Destroyer worlds. <laughs>
3: well,
2: they. <laughs> that's what i was
3: thinking how many powerful how many characters powerful enough to destroy worlds do you need and again because gene gray as dark phoenix certainly could you got captain marvel you've got scarlet witch
2: um, and the agents of shield they had a character that they referred to as destroyer of worlds too toward the end of the last season that i watched you know it's like how many? How many? They're all going to throw this title around like tissue.
1: Paper? Well, I think anybody that has that much power well, could be potentially seen as that, you know. Uh, but it's always, it's always,
2: it's always. We had a vision. There, there's a thing that says you're going to be the destroyer. Of the
1: world. <laughs> you have to blame the comic books for that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: but you, now with the
0: multiverse, it's going to be, it's going to be amplified. Yeah. <laughs> you got, you know, with the um with The Nexus. The Nexus is the pretty much the hub to all the worlds that right. they alluded in. The, <laughs> in the, as, as smooth as they were, we just thought it was just like an ambient commercial. Yeah. But and then fi- and then doing just reading about Nexus, like I was just reading a little bit of stuff about you know I wasn't too uh, involved with Scarlet Witch comic book wise, and then so I just kind of wanted to you know get a little backstory on her, and then the Nexus was brought up because it was the hub of the multiverse. And I'm like, those sly guys throwing it in as a commercial, but tying it and then setting up pretty much of the multiverse of madness, Dr. Strange too. Cause that's what pretty much that's going to be. And then the, I guarantee we're going to see Scarlet witch in that. And so yeah, they they did th- they you know they did little things like that that you know like with that with the commercials and so everything you you have to like you can dissect the episodes to and you will find a lot of little Easter eggs and things but but I, I do want to say is the cool thing that I what I liked a lot was a that they brought back the classic Scarlet Witch costume for wanda in, in this in the tv series and did you notice how the color scheme is uh magneto's color scheme because he is her father so i thought that was really cool so that set up, that right there for me is setting up x-men mutants
1: yeah so that's I, the I, I other thing i was going into thought, this yeah it's a hundred thing that's why I said earlier, I think maybe some things that happened with WandaVision, they're already starting to go that route. Uh, they had already had this ideas ready to go, you know what I mean? Because uh, they knew that the act, the acquisition was happening for a while before it actually became confirmed. They would have already been hard at work at some of this stuff with the storylines. They knew that it was going to happen. So, well, yeah. Just like the Bethesda
2: Microsoft thing, it's not like that. the first I heard about it was
1: when they announced it last right. year. You know, exactly like uh it doesn't matter when it was finalized, that's just when uh you know they they probably been working themselves on these stories and stuff, you know here the the characters and by the way uh was it paul Bettany or bethany is it paul Bethany or Bettany Bethany i think, um vision, yeah, um, dude, like his two versions of vision acting with himself, you know like in uh just even like the facial expressions dude he was just like he, he's such a freaking great actor um uh the, he did Bettany. a great job betny yeah betny jarvis I mean, aka vision aka you that know
0: that scene right there when they're sitting there talking about the ship thesis. um and yeah. you know talking about the rot and you know and like for me it almost felt like the Wanda uh, Scarlet Witch' uh, uh, manifestation of Vision imprinted himself onto White Vision. Because, yeah, it's like you saw that blue where the Mind Stone is when he touched it.
1: Yeah, it, it became yellow.
0: yellow. and then
1: then he flew off. He was like I am Vision.
0: Absorbed his eyes went to from that digital imprint to real eyes. Like so, he was like, you know, his
1: his eyes weren't like. This was after he realized who he is, I think, and yeah, um, like, It's interesting. He,
0: he was, you know, whatever they put, he gave his what memories they gave him. He kind of like shedded that, and that's when his, you know, his the eyes were revealed, and then he becomes now the current would be current vision and he goes off, and who knows where he is right now? Is he going back to you know, SWORD headquarters, or you know, somewhere? Who who knows?
1: He you know, it, whatever yeah. it is, he knows something. It seems like when he left, he was on a mission. Yeah. Right? He, he.
0: Yeah, he definitely, something clicked, and he was like, okay, I gotta take care of this, and leaves like, yeah okay, but not but before he
1: it? said i am vision you know like it's like you're you're seeing okay he knows you know they they didn't i'm glad they didn't run with this like emotionless vision for too long right like because that would have kind of sucked right I, I really like him as a character um but maybe he'll be not as human as he was before i i don't know exactly what's going to happen but uh he definitely knows everything that happened at least now and i think Yeah, and this is the. I'm going to bring up an image again here.
0: Yeah, because they run through the scenes of of, of, at least the movies that he was in Ultron and uh, the other Avengers and um, of like uh, Endgame and uh, uh, the last two Avenger movies. So he definitely, those, you can see those like replace the. scenes in his mind so he definitely gets his memory back like oh like then he's like i am vision because that technically he is vision's body yeah but without his
1: but that is soul i guess you could say yeah
0: yeah uh, that would be the mind stone pretty much would be it would have been his soul but then like like to me there was a, a a moment when he they were talking he had the uh, white vision had the same facial expressions as ultron when uh when him when original vision and him were talking at the end of ultron and before he destroys them he like he has he had like this facial expression on him that the white vision had too so i'm like so are we possibly going to get because Ultron in the comics has come back many many times. So are we going to maybe get that again? I mean, you know, Ultron's trying to come back. Who knows? Like if they're going to go that route, but you know,
4: yeah.
2: I've always said nobody stays dead in the comic books.
0: No,
1: <laughs> no. And so that's interesting though because you know we lost a lot of. People in in the end game. Did y'all did you watch Endgame? Pong. Nope.
4: No. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> so do you know? Mm. Like, so we lost Grimora. You know, in Endgame, mm. and there's a lot of speculation that she could make a return somehow. You know, that would be interesting. Like um, I said, in the
2: comic
3: books, they always find a way, dude. If they
2: need a character to come back, they always find a way.
1: Yeah.
3: I was just gonna say Paul's spot on. I mean, it has never changed. Like yeah. it like this multiverse stuff. I mean, they they create endless possibilities and they at time anytime you know they can come up with a million different reasons to bring somebody back and how it's done because anything's possible. Now that well, they're they combining can. all these worlds. Mm-hmm. You're right, Paul. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but they do bring back a uh, in an endgame, so they brought her back from uh going through the within the the multiverse with uh, the time traveling
4: and yeah
0: they bring i mean gamora at, at the end i mean and she's like is is this the guy that i'm in love with and and is i don't she, remember yeah oh yeah yeah I mean, she's back and she's like oh, e- oh okay well, even to, e- even tony
2: stark could come back even tony stark could come back okay they'll find a way
0: yeah, yeah. and they could go and um um and 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 bring back Captain America, and yeah, br- you know, go through the uh, the multiverse uh, transdimensional uh, device that yeah, uh, um, Ant Man built, or Ant Man's like yeah. stepdad or father or whatever you want to call him, but he they could bring him back and like go back in time, de-age him, and bring him back as you know as modern day as what we know is modern day uh captain america so they, yeah. they 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 definitely uh could do so much
1: and, that's that's know, the image i was trying to get up on the screen
0: same thing with black widow you know you know yeah. black widow might be dead in uh that timeline and they but they can go to another multiverse and find another black uh black widow and bring her back so i ask you guys
3: a question since you guys <clears throat> obviously follow this a lot more than i do anymore but i used to <laughs> how, do you think we're do you think we're ever going to get a dc marvel crossover
1: oh movie?
2: it would be nice i mean they, they they'll ever, ever work it? yeah
3: do you think they'll ever work it out
1: hmm. if disney buys dc <laughs> no, oh, no. <laughs> i'm just saying, I'm just saying. It has if been they done were, it would be nice if, to see it
2: yeah
0: if they were to do anything like that um they would probably have like josh Whedon do it and do uh do a a collab yeah. if d c decides to um to let the, let this happen but you know in the comics i mean they're it's possible
3: in the comics. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, and it's, and you gotta believe that both sides know how big it would be. Yeah. I mean, oh, was, yeah, I mean, you you think the MCU movies have been big to do a crossover if they did like a three movie? But oh the the only
2: God, the man. only thing is obnoxious is the console wars is the comic book wars. Yeah,
3: okay? <laughs> right, right, right.
1: <laughs> I love I love man, all uh, that, those that movies, like regardless yeah. DC Marvel. I the one thing I will say is like MCU would be they would. I think I have to consider the ramifications of putting characters that they have no control over into their cinematic yep. universe. And right. that may prevent that from potentially happening. Well, no,
2: b- b- because in the comic books, it's always been like a one shot or two shot dude. It never affected the, the universe. Right. Yeah, it would have to be separate. It would be a multiverse idea. Yeah. dude. It would have to be like a
1: total. It yeah. is everything that Marvel puts out is tied to this now. You know what I mean? Right. So right. it would have to either be an offshoot, or you know, they they did have Spider Man actually in the movies when he was still technically controlled by yep. Fox. I mean, was it Fox or Sony? Sony. Sony I mean, right? Sony. So, um, I mean, it's po it's it's possible uh, for well, sure. No, I would love to see it. I mean, holy crap! I mean, that would be a dream come true, dude. Uh, <laughs> right? Justice no, League no, no, and no, the no. Avengers together, like. Yep. Um, the
2: way DC gets away with it is they have this line they call Elseworlds. If you look at the Elseworlds line, that's how they yeah. get away with tweaking their characters.
1: I, I would first. think you would need to have DC would need to allow the MCU to create the story for the MC for Marvel to agree to that, and and use the characters how they how they want.
2: I, I don't. I I don't think that's necessary. I don't think it has to be that
3: tied in.
1: Because well, I mean, for even a standalone, yeah, they would
3: have to work together because you're just saying you're just saying that they would want to control it.
1: I way. think MCU would yeah. want yeah. to control it more. Control it, yeah.
3: yeah, my my problem with that would be that,
2: and it's always been the case is MCU the MCU seems to take itself and its characters way more seriously than DC does. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a totally different writing style across the board,
1: right? hundred percent. but that's why yeah. I think MCU wants control over it because I think. Oh we've
2: seen the MCU can have fun at the same time look at yeah and and you know and I I just can't
1: I could see DC relinquishing control a little bit more to or know, something
3: yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> Paul you look yeah. better
3: you look better now
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know I mean you just see what's
2: going on over here
1: hey. it's kind of like the uh you know remember Street Fighter versus uh, Tekken you know it's supposed yeah. to be a thing we yeah. got like one yeah. of them and then never the other version right, right? Yeah, you know exactly. like uh um <laughs> uh, I think that as much as I want to see this happen I think that neither side would want to relinquish control of their characters to the other and I think that's what would be required for this to happen and unless you, like, you actually had hey like collab
4: if, you're if you're like like you let Josh can do it do two sides let, yeah, if
1: You would have to have somebody like say, okay, we can make this work. Let's have like three people involved. You're our DC guy. You're our Marvel guy. Right. And I'm going to be in the middle. And let's us three figure this out together and come up with an idea. And we're going to be the executive producers or whatever of this thing. We'll pick a director together. We'll let everything uh, make sure that everything that is decided upon this is agreed to between us three. Right, um, and then I'll the middleman is the one that'll actually make the things happen, right? Like I think that's right. the way you could see this work. Um, I would freaking it would be a dream come true, man. I think that's
2: where somebody like Whedon would huge. come
1: in. I think that's where right. Like Whedon would come in. You got Ke- maybe you got Kevin Feige as the Marvel guy, yeah. and then you got I don't know who would be the DC guy, you know, in there like saying we need oh, to make I this remember,
2: work. Whedons behind the whole MCU, the the kickoff of that anyway, so. They've already yeah. worked with him over there. You
1: know. Yeah, Kevin Kevin money, Feige's the man there now, him. though. So it's like, that,
2: but still, I'm saying, you know, they have a they have a history. Or yeah,
1: something. wasn't Joss Whedon the one that redid uh, that Justice did, League?
2: Uh, Justice I think. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah.
1: Yeah
0: yeah it was josh whedon he took over for Zack snyder and then ruined his movie yeah yeah
1: he's back in hot water now with accusations again yeah. so yeah so he may not be
2: <laughs> he may have a lot of free time on his hand but not in the way i mean like. he, yeah he I, was. I,
1: I, I don't think i mean i know he was involved with like marvel and stuff before you know but like I, I don't think people really see him as like the go-to guy right now because of what he did with justice league you know and uh um, how has her, he done anything yeah. with Marvel in a while? I mean, I, I know that Kevin is like the guy there, right? Everything has to pass through him. right?
0: Yeah. But Jos Wayne's just the director, so
1: yeah. yeah, just uh, so he directed you know. some of the movies, right?
2: Well, he's actually the he's actually from what I understand, he's the one who got, who got the idea together to create the MCU as a, as a
4: unit. So that came from him. Was that him or Kevin Feige? It was him. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Kevin Feige just have carried out the plan.
1: Right, but the plan came from Whedon. Well, so he, he did yeah. something right then. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because I think uh, the start. I think when we started, when Josh Whedon uh, started doing like uh, tie-ins with movies, I think that's when uh, they kind of just like, okay, let's. Uh,
2: Basically he's the okay, one who started the, what would be considered the MCU Bible at this point. What they all have to go through and go, Okay, here's what you can do, here's what you can do, here's what's yeah. been done.
4: Yeah.
0: So yeah, Josh Whedon did uh uh Avengers. Yeah. And Age of Ultron. And did a few episodes of Agents of Shield. Yep. So yeah, I mean, and though and everyone likes uh avengers movies so you know he can do it he just didn't do it very yeah. well with the,
2: yeah, he just got he so just got to stay out of jail he's got to stay out of prison at this point so.
3: yeah be interesting i just could see it as a huge money maker It'd just be incredible oh yeah <laughs> if they could ever oh, agree yeah. upon it my god i'd even go see that
0: yeah if there's differences aside and you know did it more for the fans and that would be that would be a really awesome uh, collab uh, to happen. And that, and personally, that could also help jump, maybe help jumpstart DC's movies right. in uh, getting better.
3: That's what I'm saying. With DC, the position that they're in, kind of second fiddle, and obviously, you know, not not up to not up to snuff. It would be it be beneficial to them to to do something like that, and maybe have their characters get. More of the spotlight, not that they necessarily need it, but I'm just saying from an M- from an MCU standpoint, you know that 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 type of spotlight on them it might put them in better light and uh, bring about some change.
2: But what, what's sad about that is they've seen how to do it. They they saw what um, Christopher Nolan did with Batman, and they went, "Yeah, it's all right. Even though those are some of the best movies they have ever made, you know? you know.
0: Yeah. Well, even with the uh, the Zack Snyder's. The Zack Snyder cut with Justice League, uh, the execs at DC were like, Oh, this movie is going to be horrible. I'm like, (laughs) They're already dissing it, the execs are. So if this movie hits, like, does astonishing well with the fans, then that tells me that the DC execs have no freaking clue.
2: Right, what they're doing. How
0: to run their. How how to do their movies? They really are right. lost. They have no touch, and yeah. they should step back and let somebody like a uh, Kevin Foggy take over right. and do DC. F-
1: I was just reading on the wiki on like Kevin Foggy right. was the one that envisioned the MCU. So I just checked, double checked on wiki.
3: Uh, I don't know. Kevin Foggy wrote that wiki. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> went in there and changed. Uh,
1: I mean, uh, <laughs> so, uh, so, a, so lot, Joss, a lot
2: of what we have now came from Whedon.
1: Dude. Yeah, right but it, Joss part. Joss Whedon wrote and directed the Avengers, right? Because, and, remember,
2: because anybody can edit a wiki. I take wiki with a grain of salt when it
1: comes to stuff. Yeah, like that. Uh, I'm so based on everything I'm reading, like Kevin Feige was was the like mastermind behind behind it, I, and I think like he's been the one that's been. Behind the scenes, the whole time, uh he w- he would have been the one that would have yeah, no, probably hired Joss Whedon to direct the Avengers, right? So, um, no,
3: yeah. and At the end of the day, no matter what, at this point now, I mean, it's Feige's baby, yeah. and he is the one who's led it this yeah. far. So, at the end of the day, I mean, it, whoever thought of it, thought of it, but Feige's been the the leader. Yeah, he's if Feige's already
1: Feige of it, if Feige's, it, Feige's yeah. credited for it for thinking of yeah. it.
3: Again,
2: wiki. Okay, dude, you you don't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, that's what I think. I'm but, not trying to, you know. I just, I think it's, you know, uh, Eden's over at Paul's house well, all the time. Yeah. No, I'm just
2: it. saying. I know. I remember. <laughs> I remember when it all went down. I remember, you know. Yeah. And, and with anything, I don't. When I'm when I'm having discussion about anything, and somebody uses wiki as a source. I go, well, really look at
1: this. Well, story. I, I'm only going back to double-check because you had me <laughs> yeah. questioning myself. But I remember when all this stuff happened, too. So I went to go back. Am I wrong about something? Like, no, no, but I'm, I'm older wrong.
2: But I'm older than you. So deal with it.
1: This, <laughs> that, and your elders. This only goes, this only goes like back to, like, 2010. So I think I'm old. <laughs> uh, this okay. Is, this is, really. yeah. I mean, the, the, I mean he, was, he was heavily involved. Joss Whedon was definitely Heavily involved with a lot of these movies and stuff, and the TV show. Um, And there's no taking away credit for him for that. I just don't think he's. I think he was involved in the footprint
2: more than you think. I think he was involved in the
1: initial. Uh, Possibly. Possibly, we'll see. I just don't want the the you know people to have the wrong information in case in case. I told you it was. Do do your own research make your own mind up, everybody. Uh it was Kevin Feige. Paul's wrong. Don't listen to him. Kevin Feige is <laughs> the man. Um but yeah, as as far as like uh um what we're going to get from stuff going forward, you know, as well. Like it's definitely Kevin Feige there as well. So I think uh we're in good hands right now with MCU. Um WandaVision I think is going to be um a stepping stone for a lot of these shows. Um, we're going to see a lot of amazing different things come out of all of these shows and movies. Uh, it's just awesome. It's just like, we're like in a going into a golden age of like video games and stuff like, uh, the production value we're getting in these TV shows now and, um, and, uh, stories that they're able to tell based on these like comic book characters and stuff is just like, it's just mind blowing. You know, it's like you're watching a huge production movie, you know? Same with the Mandalorian okay, and Star gosh. Wars and stuff.
3: It's a wave of the future, to be honest. I mean, with all the streaming I'm services. At
0: slashfilms.com. Right okay. Now, and they're saying that uh, Whedon was the driving force behind much of phase one and phase two of the Marvel semi- uh, cinematic universe. So he was, uh, not only did he do both of the Avenger films and Avengers. Uh, marvel's agent shield he was also a general consultant on other marvel projects over yeah. the past several years yeah but that, doesn't mean, for but that doesn't
1: mean it was his idea right oh. so what i'm saying is like it, kevin feige is credited for it like, being like, his idea to have the shared world but he experience is,
0: but he's done with mcu he they uh he's he said i will I let's see um He's done with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, as he put it. So he's done. He's he will he will he does never he never wants to touch or do anything with Marvel ever again. So yeah, that we probably won't ever see him directing a Marvel movie again.
1: <laughs> yeah. So this is what it says on on the first X Men film. Donner made Feige as an associate producer due to his knowledge of the Marvel Universe. Impressing Avi Arad, he was hired to work as his second-in-command at Marvel Studios that same year. Um, In the mid-2000s, Feige realized that although Spider-Man and X-Men had been licensed to Sony and 20th Century Fox, Marvel still owned the rights to the core members of the Avengers and envisioned creating a shared universe, just as creators Stan Lee and Jack Kirby had done with their comic books in the early 1960s. Feige was named president of production for Marvel Studios in March 2007. Feige, uh, it's, and then it shows a bunch of the movies and stuff that uh, he kicked off. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's been president of production for Marvel since 2007 in March.
3: What you're saying is if they had never signed away X-Men, X-Men today could be what Avengers is.
1: is yeah. what you're saying. Uh, yeah. Uh, Very well then. He Basically, <laughs> Feige was saying that, hey, it's okay that we don't have these other, these huger properties, right? That are licensed off. We have a sure. lot to work with that we can do a lot with with the comics. And I foresee this shared world and let's do this. And then they made him uh, president of production for Marvel Studios in 2007 before these movies all came out. So.
0: Yeah, because X Men would have been. What Avengers is?
1: Today. hiring Joss so Whedon would have been his decision, right?
2: But still, it doesn't mean that. Look, he just said Josh was behind a lot of Phase One. Yeah,
1: he's a lot behind a lot of the movies as a director and writer. But it wasn't. I'm I'm not giving him credit for but coming but up with the idea of. I of didn't doing say, it.
2: but he was one of the. Oh, okay. He was one <laughs> of the drivers for why the idea is what it is today.
3: Okay. There's a difference. Between- How much is Joss paying you, Paul? Yeah. No, yeah. it's just
2: okay. he's saying that he, he's acting like Peggy's the Stan Lee of the MCU. Stan used to take all kinds of credit for shit he didn't do.
3: You
1: know, right? I'm not saying that Joss I didn't did, create I did great, hear- great movies. I, I'm just I would give Stan I Lee a lot me of me credit. To say that. I mean, <laughs> I mean,
2: but but you're saying that Faggy, you know, he didn't. He came. He may have come up with the idea, but. You can be an idea man, but not be
4: able
1: to. Yeah. I mean, he, one guy can't do everything, right? you know, I mean, uh, like this, I would be sitting here by myself talking right now to myself. Like I did for a while, <laughs> you know what I mean? On, on these po- on podcasts, I mean, one one person can't do everything, you know, and that's the same with Kevin Feige. I'm just trying to give the initial credit where it's due as far as creating coming up with the idea that set everything in motion. Um, and he, he is he is in charge, right? He is the guy that's in charge of it all.
2: Right. But but OK, so he's in charge. So nobody else had anything to do with it credit wise. It was all him. No, I never he, said that because, I, because he picked Josh and he picked the people under him. It all falls back to him.
1: It, it, I, no, I didn't say that. I, I it, mean, it, in it that
2: falls. case, let's talk about the, Ang Lee's Incredible Hulk. OK, let's see. You know.
1: Yeah. I, I never said that. I, I think that, uh, no, but
2: that's kind of what you're That's what you're sounding like though. Saying, no, Joss wasn't that important. He did. Anybody could have directed that shit. You know, you know, even did you hear what he said? Joss was one of the driving forces behind what became phase one and phase two. Yeah. So even though Fage had this idea, it was Joss's writing and Joss going, okay, we need to do this. We need to do this. Let's do this here.
1: Yeah, I think Josh deserves a lot of credit. A hundred percent. He he was he did great things. He just he didn't right, come up Donald with the
4: Fondage idea. Fondage <laughs> <before> <laughs> the
2: That's all Fondage I'm saying. So without him, that idea would have never been may have never been fleshed out.
4: At least not. Right. He day was day.
1: one of the people hired to make the uh the 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 idea come to fruition. And he did a great job. He did a great job. You know, I think that uh A lot of all these directors, including Josh Whedon, has done a great job with Marvel because there's more than uh, there's Josh Whedon. There's also I know there's also the Black Panther uh, directors. There's also the Captain Marvel. There's also all these other directors, you know, that have all done a great job. And he's one of those guys. And he's a writer, just like a lot of other ones. Um, When we're talking about the creator of the Marvel uh, somatic Universe, I just don't give him that. I don't think
2: I don't think I don't think. See, I don't view the guy with the idea as necessarily the creator either. And right. If you're in a business, you can have an idea to do something, but it doesn't mean you create the process to
1: do it. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, because you got James Gunn, John Favreau. Yeah. Right. And there's a lot of right. Joss Whedons out a there. a lot of those a lot of those guys. There's only one out. Kevin Feige.
2: But a lot of those guys. <laughs> but a lot of those guys came in later.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just like uh, Joss Whedon wasn't the first director of, of the oh MCU movies. Would, would, you,
4: would
3: you be, Paul, would you be willing to accept 60 40 on this? Would you be willing to accept it's 60/40? Not that? It's just, uh,
2: he, it's, it really does sound like he's trying to lay out, like, he's, like he owes Faggy a favor or something.
1: I like do, because I, I don't think oh, this yeah, would yeah. happen. I love the freaking MCU. I just want to make sure that, you know, Joss Whedon isn't given full credit for the MCU because it's not, it's not, uh,
2: I don't think he's given full no credit. Private, I am he's given more
1: than you should be giving given. Him. He has a lot of credit. I've given a lot of credit. Well, I think he did a great job.
3: Well, privately, Mavs told me that he wants to wa- wipe Joss Whedon's name from the MCU. Well, he wouldn't completely. be the
2: only one. He wouldn't be. So, the only yeah. One, so.
1: yeah, John I just Far- wants to give credit to Feige. John Favreau was the director of Iron Man, uh, and uh, and Joss Whedon didn't direct or write that movie.
2: Well, I know, but F- Favreau's an incredible. <laughs> guy, but, you
1: know so you know uh that's a uh, but see remember some of those
2: those first movies were early in the in the development of what they were going to do too
1: yeah and which kevin feige had greenlit oh, Jesus. <laughs> and hired and hired <laughs> and hired the directors for and, and approved everything
2: okay whatever i'm done i was actually enjoying this this is amazing
1: yeah. Uh, I, I I just had to double check myself <laughs> to make sure I wasn't wrong that it wasn't it was it You're was double Kevin checking yourself on Wikipedia, dude. It's right. It's right. <laughs> How do you know it's right? Because it like you can <laughs> even go look at the credits. You can Those go look at the Bobby credits. Told
0: him. <laughs>
1: no, you, dude. I remember. I remember when all this was yeah. happening. I remember. I uh, but besides the fact, like it, both Kevin Feige and Josh Sweden are both. Great creators, right? Both have a lot to do with the success that the MCU has had. So I'm not trying to not credit Joss Whedon for being great. I just want to make sure that people understand he wasn't the creator of the MCU, which was what was alluded to a little while ago. So I have to to fact check.
2: There's a difference between facilitator and creator, dude.
1: Yeah, he's a big time facilitator.
2: Or an idea man.
1: Yeah, Joss Whedon's a big... big.
2: I can come up with an idea for a great invention, but I may not be able to actually put it together. That's yeah. where I, you know, bringing somebody else on board
1: who can. 100%. Yep. And, and that's why they need directors like Joss Whedon to make movies. And writers. And artists. And animators. And producers. And cameramen. And uh a lot of a lot of people are behind it. I am well. I am a major
2: Buffy fan, Caitlin, yeah. that's beside the point. So Hey,
0: Josh Whedon did an amazing job with uh, Firefly. So Yeah,
1: Empirefly, Josh yeah. Whedon did a great he he didn't do a great job on Justice League, you know. But no, besides just that, that movie was painful, but yeah, but besides that he's he's did a great job uh on a lot of things that I'm a huge fan of.
2: I think Justice League is one he picked it up after it had already been kind of started, and you know, yeah, had to clean up somebody else's mess. So, yeah. well, yeah. and I, I, I'm kind of mixed bag on the whole Snyder cut. I've heard good and bad about it.
1: We'll see what happens. I'm excited to watch it, regardless of how good it is. Yeah, and, and oh, at I'm, the end of the day, you know, I'm excited. i was
2: excited to watch Wonder Woman 1984 too. We know how that worked out.
1: So, hey, I love, you know. I, I loved it. it was <laughs> corny, but I loved it. It was pretty corny. Um
3: care about is snyder's fixing my man snoop superman so yeah that's what i care about no
0: more cg mustache removal
1: yeah and i just you know i'm just super happy that you know with the mcu we got the guy that's been there from the beginning and he's still there today making these movies and it's it's going to be awesome going forward so shout out to my man kevin feige the the overlord of the MCU, the creator <laughs> of all. The creator of all. Nobody, on Twitter, right? Nobody deserves any credit for making yeah. any of those <laughs> movies but Kevin Feige. Kevin you're Feige, you're, for you're that. my you're hero. Look- I love you, oh, man. Thank you. Uh, I, dude, um, the you're Avengers wouldn't Who have been anything it. without your writing and directing <laughs> skills, Kevin Feige. Uh, <laughs> I'm just I messing with you, Paul. But hey, this this has been a fun episode. I want to make sure everybody knows where to find uh, our awesome guest. Uh, I think uh, you can find uh, Paul lingering over at Joss Whedon's OnlyFans page. Uh, right after this, uh, oh, Paul, where 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 can everybody find you, dude? Nowhere near you. <laughs> Amazing.
2: Uh, let's see, you can find me at Twitter, uh, Cerebral Paul 1, Twitch, Cerebral Paul, Xbox, Cerebral Paul 921, and you can find me usually on Sundays, you find me on The Flamage Experience, which took place an hour before this show, but not this week, because I was here getting, you know, getting into a fight with Mavs, so hey. Okay. <laughs> so, um, and then on Wednesdays, you can find me on Midweek Gaming with Stubbs and and, and the crew. The, uh used to be the broadcast now that I'm there, they're not. So, and there we are, and that's at uh, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, and I think it's 10 o'clock their time on Wednesdays.
3: So I forgot to add that you're a McDonald's influence. Oh, yes. I'm a McDonald's influence.
2: <laughs> on Wednesdays, you'll see me broadcasting from outside in front of the McDonald's. They have McDonald's. <laughs> McDowell's. yeah, McDowell's. I, need, I, McDowell's. I need to get a screen cap for that McDowells. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, if you haven't watched that movie yet on uh, Amazon, don't bother. Um it's yeah. not that good.
0: <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I watched it last night.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. And then thank you, Caitlin, for smacking your husband around for me. Do it on camera. Uh, you know, that the extra special.
4: Um, <laughs>
1: Oh, I, hold on! I got something on the screen. that's about to pop up here. Oh, I just, I just oh, have dude. to.
2: Hey, Kevin Feige is an ass. Okay, I can, I can see that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <press>. <laughs> Let's see here. Man, it's showing up small. Why is it so small? Uh, hey, uh, Pong, how's it going, dude? Uh, and where <laughs> can everybody find you, dude?
3: Hey man thanks for the invite today uh just to uh, talk a little x-men sorry i can't add to the wandavision stuff but uh yeah no uh it was a pleasure to be here man again um you know anytime uh bit fails you go ahead and give me a call and i'll yeah. be here so i'm
1: sure it'll happen um, again <laughs>
4: except
1: yeah
3: except next time you can't have paul
1: uh, i heard he has an interview
3: one with one kevin feige yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's wow. good uh so anyways you can find me uh Xbox Ultimate Podcast, winners of their first round game on the Halo Podcast Tournament. Uh we uh killed map it. Well, actually, actually, yeah, map <laughs> map actually three bit and Mav did, wow. but yeah, I'm yeah, Mav
2: <laughs> I, I saw that. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, you I know you saw it, Paul. You saw it all. You were watching behind yeah. the scenes. Yeah. Uh, So you can find me there Friday nights at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with my uh, brothers, Uh, now brothers. I I can say brothers because we have two of them here uh, in uh, MAV and uh, Psychonauts. And then uh, you can also find me on uh, Shop Podcast. What? Uh, Shop Podcast, Saturday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern or 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, And that is with PTK, Blam, Centurion. Fuzzy Belvedere and uh, Stagorilla. And uh, otherwise, you never know where else I'm going to show up, just like today. I'm here.
1: Right on, dude. And uh, Psychonauts, uh, where can everybody find you, man? Well, you guys can
0: find me on Twitter and Xbox at Psychonauts8. Uh, You can find me here every Sunday at 3 p.m. and starting. Next week. Fridays on <laughs> fun speculation at nine o'clock with the boys and, and the Miss Caitlin. I
1: ha- I just had to have the disclaimer scroll across the screen right now. Um
2: <laughs> I've
4: stopped screen like five minutes ago. <laughs> so
1: just gonna let that roll through for a second. Um just uh for everybody that's watching. Um I just see what this this all says. Who has been the uh, pre presiding or president of?
0: And and I want to take a quick shout out to Skies of Arcadia. (laughs) That will happen.
1: Oh yeah, for her talk, (laughs) Vin, out there. uh, Skies of Arcadia remake. We're gonna put our uh, love and vibes out there. Oh, does that say primary creator? I just said, like, I just was curious um, what no, that I says. Think it did say primary, <laughs> primary. Okay, and probably put that in like that red they, or something. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just said it yeah. came from
2: Wikipedia.
1: That's I no, this say. one is this one's uh, yeah. Uh, this is, if you just Google his name, that's what comes up with his picture. Uh-huh. Um,
2: yeah, from the Wikipedia link.
1: Yeah. So I'm, so I'm sure you're familiar uh, with it. Then have you been doing your research?
2: I. Dude, I do not use wiki for
1: research. When I oh, work man, at I schools, I told students do for research. Oh my god, 2007. God. The films. No, I'm just, I'm just messing with you, Paul. uh this, this has been a super fun episode. I love talking this stuff with you yeah, guys. It has. Uh, I can't, I can't wait to talk more. We'll have you back on, Paul, if you actually want to ever come back on after this. <laughs> Bullshit. only if you're not here okay he's gonna so, think about it he's gonna think, yeah, I'm gonna about, think it. about it no nah, so. i don't care
2: i'll be glad to come back anytime
1: yeah man i uh, love here we can we can uh joke around with each other and, and have fun with this kind of stuff <laughs>
2: look what caitlin oh. says
1: and yeah, this is the last time
2: bud bop ever has a game <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> 26.8 billion dollar. wow it's crazy anyway all right guys it's been fun, thank you so much for watching. We'll be here again sunday uh uh three p m eastern uh next week uh with lots of fun talk who who knows what we'll be talking about maybe we'll be having some uh you know winter soldier Falcon and the winter soldier discussions to see what what we think about what's what's coming there and and more like there's a lot of stuff going on right now out there, so don't forget don't forget
0: map uh next week or this coming up Friday, they're going to do behind the scenes with WandaVision That is going to be, uh, not, uh, on Friday. And then they're going to set up the following Friday will be Falcon and the winter shelter.
1: Yeah. Right on dude. It's so. going to be amazing.
2: Yeah. Disney's stacking yeah. this stuff. So you have no reason to unsubscribe
1: a hundred percent. That's a hundred percent what they're doing and it's going to keep going. And I freaking love it, man. Uh, I if you ever have time to w- watch WandaVision the first three re- ep- three or four episodes are kind of rough you know but once you get through that it's like oh, wow okay I see what's going on here. alright anyway guys y'all have a good one I gotta do the outro take it easy bye bye everyone later, all. later.
2: hey you have a new
0: <laughs> outro now, <bro>. let's
1: <laughs> work on a new outro <laughs> for you fun pop Hey guys, I'm sorry, that was the wrong outro. <laughs> yeah, <okay>. hey, um, <laughs> bye. 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 Fun pop.